Hi guys, um, it's Colton here, and I am here to ask you, do you not have time for books like a regular human being? Are you busy? Um, are you just, you just don't want to sit down and read? Join the club, man. Go to audibletrial.com slash life815. Check out some free audiobooks. You get a 30-day free trial. Verbally read books. I've been listening to books like crazy. I'm smarter. I'm better than you. And I'm just an overall better person. Audibletrial.com slash life from the 815 for a free 30-day trial. You are welcome. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! The eight one five. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store. Episode 39, live from the 815 podcast. Thank you for listening. It is the usual Colton St. Vincent. Jake LaRue is over there. What is good with that booty, Jake? Uh, nothing is good with the booty, but uh, happy to be here. We got such a great show. No guests. It's nope. just us talking. Nobody likes to talk to us, so it's just Colton and Jake being dudes, broing out. How about shooting that? Shooting shit, you know? For just the Larry Zonka shit. episode. 39, Larry Zonka. We um, know you all saw it coming. Uh, my dad's favorite player, I think, growing up. He's a big uh, Miami Dolphins fan. He told me that Larry Zonka's autobiography is the only book he's ever read. <laughs> I would believe it 100% too. Larry Zonka, if you're wondering, was a fullback for the uh, Dolphins. He's a fucking badass. Look him up. Basically a running back too. Yeah, well, look up some highlights of Zonka. He just, he pounds people. But I know you all had it in your calendar. You knew number 39. That's got to be Larry Zonka episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a great show. We are, are going to talk about uh, the sport of baseball as the MLB season is coming upon us. But first, the Final Four is set. Um, Jake, thoughts on the Final Four of Michigan, uh, Kansas, Villanova, and the Cinderella team that Gus Kearns shit on, uh, Loyola Chicago. Yeah, shout out to Gus Kearns for predicting they'd get blown out in the first. But yeah, I think the only big story is Loyola making it, honestly. In a tournament of just absolute craziness, we end up with a semi-normal Final Four, except Loyola snuck their way in there. Yes. You know? Sister if, Jean made a deal with the devil and with Jesus himself, and the Loyola she's Ramblers... She's playing both sides of the fence. Huh? She's really playing both sides of the fence with that deal. Yeah, it's... Devil it's, and Jesus. Yes, it's... I mean, it's a weird deal, but she made it, and here they are. They have a chance to be the national champions. I was thinking about it. Nuts. Do you... Like, that is so crazy to me. Imagine this whole season, all these great teams, and then when you look back at it, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers w- were the champions of an entire basketball season. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. You know, my big takeaway from Loyola making is I hope they can do more, do this more often. They could be the next Wichita State who becomes a regular program for the next 10 years. Their coach is uh, seems like a good guy. He's very religious. Uh, it, there's a chance, I've heard, that he might actually stay there. 
which is, you know, that's how you set up a program is you find a coach who decides to stay. And this guy apparently already has his own money. Like he's got good money. So he's set there. He seems to like the program. Who knows? I mean, maybe he sticks around and builds something where they can make tournament runs yearly. Well, they they uh, moved into the Missouri Valley Conference a few years ago, and that was yeah. where Wichita State started making their runs. So who who knows? It's basically Wichita State minus Fred Van Vliet plus God. So who yes. knows if that equation is enough to be stable? Plus, uh, I want to knock on wood. Sister Jean ain't, ain't getting any younger. So no, let's get her to the championship. I mean, this is actually more than she could have ever expected. So. She, was I mean, just, she expected them to lose in, in the Sweet 16, so... Yeah, so did I. I we both had them losing that game, so... I, I had a, a lot of teams losing that didn't, so... I I got literally oh, yeah. destroyed. Oh, yeah, Colton, Still. What, do you know what place you're in right now? Because you were in 15 million last week. Uh, I think I'm still around 15 million because... You um, ended up losing. Yeah, yeah, Duke ended up losing, so that was, that was the last team I had in it. I... I... <laughs> I just don't expect to literally climb at all. No, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, that Duke-Kansas uh, game was an absolute thriller. I don't know if you got to watch it. It was back and forth. I watched the, the whole time. thing. I watched the whole thing. I think thing. there was like, wasn't there like 20 lead changes? It was, it was, it was something like that. Crazy. It was, it was very, back and forth, back and forth, ended with a bunch of threes and Grayson Allen choking Grayson so Allen hard. Grayson sucked balls. He, <laughs> he saw testicles like really and he well just shoved like them in his mouth. It was terrible. He played really well and was like the only guy on the court doing anything for a while. But then in the clutch, he just just shut down. It he was awesome. His his last his last field goal was I think he had like two late um, layups, but like yeah. from eight minutes left in the first half to like three minutes left in the second half, he sucked a fart. He was so Yeah, but he started, dying. like, dominating, like, for, like, a spurt, and he ended up, he had, like, 13 points or something. And then, the, like, the last minute, or the last minute came, and he started missing shots. He missed a buzzer beater that, you know, he had an open shot for, and he missed, could have won the game. And then he did nothing in overtime. So, uh, there you go. Grayson that Allen, that's how his Duke career ends. Yeah, um, it, it's crazy that he's still a first-round pick. And according, Maybe, I don't know about according that. To, we'll I mean, I've seen him on draft, like mock drafts at like 15. Yeah, uh, no, I've seen him usually down in the 20s now. I mean, I think his bad end of season, he just hasn't done anything this year. I don't know. We'll see if he gets drafted. I, I'm thinking he's a second-round pick, you know. I have, I have zero ability to be a NBA um, scout. So I'm just going to say he's going to get picked 23rd. He's 23rd on my big board. How about that? <laughs> can you name the 22 players ahead of him? Oh, baby, can I? Um, <laughs> we, got, we got the the good ones, the not as good ones, and then the ones that are worse than that. Just But just still a little bit better than Grayson Allen. Yeah, but still better than Grayson. So imagine Grayson Allen, but just a little better. That's a great list you put together. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Yeah, that's a whole season of um, losing money. Put to work right there. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, any other Final Four thoughts other than Loyola being awesome and root, we're all rooting for them because all the other teams are boring? Um, who do you have winning if you had if you had to put money on it? Oh, it'd be Villanova. They're the favorite. I mean, I think they're favored over Kansas by five. 
think they have they're giving them five. That seems extreme. I know, and I think Loyola is only uh, getting seven over Michigan or for Mich- from Michigan. So I, I might have to take seven. Seven's good. I'll take seven. Yeah, it's good, but it's only two more points than Nova and Kansas. That's a bad bet. You know, those are two good teams. So that is a bad bet. I just had really uh, bad deja vu. So how about that? uh, Yeah, we've never done this before. Just uh, that was wild. Holy shit! Okay, all right, moving on. Damn, that was weird. Wow! 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 Um. A little teaser, I am going to Loyola tomorrow to film a Man on the Street video. Check it out on the Backup Quarterback YouTube channel. Fans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down to Loyola, talk to some rambling fans, and uh, maybe maybe uh, get in uh, Sister Jean's inner circle. <laughs> it's probably a pretty tight inner circle. I don't know if she's get, adding more friends at 98. Well, there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so, then... I mean, and then the actual team. So oh yeah, them too. Maybe I have a chance to sneak in and pretend like I'm I'm one of the team members. I think you should tell them you work for the team. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go knock on the front door of, of the school and just be like, guys, they totally forgot to bring me to uh, San Antonio, and they'll be like, oh okay, here's a plane ticket, and then yeah, totally. Uh, I think yeah. I mean, if you were gonna fit in on any of the teams, you could uh, <laughs> in the entire tournament. Loyal is the one that they'd be like, ah, maybe he's not lying. Maybe, was this guy like the twelfth man? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was uh, waving towels all year. Yeah, you wouldn't look totally out of place. Put you on Michigan's bench though. You, yes. You're like, oh, why'd they give that water boy? Is he? Is something wrong with him? Or is they that, gonna is, let him run out of court? Is it like a, a Make a Wish Foundation? Like, what's he doing exactly. down there? Yeah, like, oh, that poor kid. That's what people would say. I think if I was on Michigan's basketball team, not only would I pass out after like th- like three or four um, like wind sprints, if they dunked and turned around and like chest bumped me, my chest cavity would con- like concave and I would no longer be able to breathe. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's crazy is that these kids on Loyola aren't like superstars. Like they're not freak athletes at all. They're athletes we could have played with in high school, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just like five or six guys that can drop like twelve or thirteen points. Excellent and excellent coaching is what it is. I love it. I love. They're fun to watch. You know, everyone. People always say, you know, yeah, I like uh, the upsets early in the tournament, but once I get to that championship game, I, I want to see the best teams go at it because that's the best basketball. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's way more fun to watch a scrappy team who kind of sucks. As long as they compete, as long as it's not a blowout, I don't no matter know, that, that Duke Kansas play. game was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It was, but so was the Loyola any Loyola game. They've been back and forth and awesome. You know, it's not like in college. It's not like the pros where yes, I want the the championship. I don't want it to be between like the Grizzlies and somebody because that's boring. I want to see some superstars. But it's college basketball. It's a team sport. It's not about individual players really. You know, I, I nobody, guess, but nobody's I, taking over. I think it's term. it's it's only really fun to watch Loyola games because you're rooting so hard for Loyola. I wasn't really rooting for anybody in that in that Kansas Duke game, and it was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Everyone's so yeah, it was good. Real back and forth, but I think games can you know be back. There's no one in this tournament that I like. I want to watch. Like, there's no Kemba Walker taking over the tournament. There's no uh, Anthony Davis where he's just dominant and fun to watch. 
It just seems like Michigan has, like, no NBA talent on it. Um, I know Villanova's got, like, one or two guys, but and Kansas has, I don't think, anybody in the lottery. So there's no lottery picks we're, we're going to get to watch here. But I have we, no idea. I, I thought Kansas had, had somebody. Don't they I still think have, they uh, Frank have Mason? Frank Mason's still on the team, right? Uh, I think he's in the NBA, isn't he? He's, he's definitely in the G League as, like, a 35-year-old. He was in college for, like, 26 years. <laughs> yeah, he was a beast. Like, Tommy Boy and Frank Mason both went to college for seven years. Yeah, that, that's a good comparison. Thank you very much. I thought of, like, who is, who is the most um, relatable person to Frank Mason athletically? Well, Okay, the, the first, actually, Mikel Bridges is, is really good for Villanova. I'm looking at the uh, mock draft. There's no one from Villanova. There's only guy in the first 30 from Villanova or Kansas is uh, Mikel Bridges, who's a pretty, who's a really good player, but he's not exactly, like, dropping 25 a game. He's, you know. It seems like a, uh, uh, Michigan's foreigner, Moritz Wagner, He's he's projected to be in the t- in the first round, so so those are two names for you guys to watch as you're as you're watching this this final four game. Yeah, I mean, if Duke was in it, that you know that was the team where they had players where you'd be excited to watch with Marvin Bagley being like that's super exciting. But yeah, according know. according to NBADraft.net, Marvin Bagley, Wendell Carter, Gary Trent Jr., uh, Grayson Allen, and Trevin Duvall are all projected to be in the first round. That is five <laughs> Duke Blue Devils. That's fucking crazy. That's insane. And how many of them are freshmen? I think four. <laughs> yeah, Grayson Allen's a senior. So the, and, the yeah, other four the are freshmen. are all freshmen. And next year they have the top four freshmen in the whole country coming in. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've looked at uh, any high school commits, but they got not, not just the top four freshmen – but four people that play like the same position. They're all small forwards. Yeah. They're all just they super athletic. They got Williamson. You probably heard of him. If you haven't, you can just Google him and watch him dunk. And you're like, oh, holy shit. He just won a dunk contest in high school where he just dominated. He if, looked like he could have been in the NBA dunk contest. If Zion Williamson does not win that, that dunk contest, he should retire from basketball. Seriously. But they also got guys who are supposed to be better than him at basketball uh, I think Cameron Reddish is his name. He played. They're they're all small forwards. He, they got the top four players, and they're all six seven like LeBron James type builds. Imagine they, imagine if you put a so, Duke jersey on me. They got four of those. Yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so, so we are going to. A, cool. So this is officially our declaration. Duke is going to be good next year. You heard it here first. <laughs> If they're not good, then maybe Coach K should hang it up. Yes. How about that, Coach K? I know you're listening. Take that. Listening Come for tips here. after after your uh, heartbreaking loss to Kansas. Yeah. yeah, this is a good way to get over that. This is usually what top coaches do is they, they tune in to Live from the one 5 podcast. And um, so that's all for NCAA. There's nothing really to talk about in the NBA. Season's winding down. The Bucks need to win. Um, I guess I can line it up for you. We uh, Bucks fans mostly want the, to get the seventh seed. The, right now, they are the owners of the seventh seed, pending this game versus the Clippers. 
And uh, the reason everyone wants that is because it's a matchup with the Boston Celtics, who will not have Kyrie Irving. So they're, uh, they're the team everyone's trying to play. But to make it a little more confusing, if the Bucks get a sixth seed, we actually get to keep our first-round pick. Anything lower than a sixth seed, we give our pick to the Suns for that Bledsoe trade. So that sixth seed, we get a first-round pick. It's the 16th overall pick. But it's still a pick, so. That is Grayson Allen territory, so we better start winning. I do not want Grayson Allen even a little bit. He is such a bitch. Right now, 16th is a guy from Duke. So, (laughs) Gary Trent Jr. Well, I feel like you can be anywhere in the uh, draft and say, oh, a guy from Duke. Seriously, you can. They're at 2, 7, 16, 24, and 25. (laughs) How long do you actually think Grayson Allen stays in the NBA? Um, I don't know that he ever plays minutes in the NBA. Do you think he's like a J.J. Redick, or do you think... Yeah. I think he's like a Jimmer for that. Jimmer. Well, Jimmer's tearing up the Chinese basketball league. I know. I love him. He's the uh, Mormon Megalodon. Mormon Megalodon. So. The Shanghai Shocks. (laughs) Absolutely. So that's what Grayson Allen has in his future in my... A patron. China's, China's beautiful this time of year, so uh, congratulations to Grayson Allen on a great Chinese basketball career. Yes. Did you hear LiAngelo Ball declared for the draft? Actually? Huge. Huge. Big news, baby. Big news. I'm, I'm glad the balls were out of the, out of the news for a while because Lonzo started actually playing pretty well, and it was cool not to see LeVar every single day of my life. Yeah, that... That was nice. Send him to, we, they should stay in Latvia. Well, he's their coach now. That's why he was. That's why he was so quiet. Yeah, that's awesome. He should. He should keep coaching that Latvian team, and they should take Lonzo with him. From what I heard, the story was, uh, Lavar kept talking shit to the coach, and then he's like, uh, the coach is like, "Oh, you think you can do better?" He's like, "Yeah," and then the coach just left. <laughs> of course he's going to say he thinks he can do better. I don't know what that coach thought he was signing up for. <laughs> I have like, no idea. But I don't know that? if that's even the story, or I don't know if they're even doing good. Um, well, just so you know, the day they he uh, declared for the draft, uh, LiAngelo dropped 72 points Fuck in, yeah. a, in a uh, big baller brand tournament, and I watched the highlights. They were playing young Asian boys. <laughs> like, like I think me and you would be like the best players on the other team. They were so bad. Can you imagine if there was a highlight reel of LiAngelo Ball scoring 72 and me and you were like boxing them out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think our rec league basketball team, the Bananas, would have given up 72 points to LiAngelo Ball. But that's why Lamar wouldn't have invited us because we played stiff defense. LiAngelo would have eaten us alive. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm telling you, he would have done probably similar. I'm telling you, the team they chose to play, because this is a big baller brand tournament, they brought in the worst possible teams. This was probably an high, Asian high school all-star team. <laughs> yeah, just like a bunch of like 14-year-olds who just got yeah. off, off their like 18-hour shift at the uh, Nike factory. Exactly. They're, they're all exhausted, tired. haven't seen their families in weeks or months, and they're all <laughs> terrified for their lives, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, their fingers are exhausted from making all those LeBron James jerseys. Exactly. And then, um, the Angelo comes in and just crosses them over and breaks their ankles, and 
they still have to go back to the factory after that game. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what happened. That's what the highlights were. It was really cruel. And ESPN tweeted it out, so everyone should go boycott ESPN for yes. supporting is, child labor. Is ESPN promoting uh, child labor? How about that? <laughs> Are they promoting the slave trade? I haven't heard them come out against it, and we're very against slave trade. <laughs> We are an official anti-slavery podcast here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of the kind, so big. You know what? Let's hear for us. Thank you, everyone. It just Thanks. takes it takes a really humble and handsome person to recognize how <laughs> humble and handsome you actually are. So true. Uh, that's all the basketball talk I have. You want to switch to baseball? I do. Thank you for asking. I love baseball. Baseball's so. a sport. I've seen that happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. Um, We're getting Thursday, really good at these uh, segues, by the way. Yeah, it's so smooth. It's like a Steven Spielberg movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, Thursday is when, or does baseball start on Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday. Everyone starts Thursday. Big day Thursday. Finally, every single team is playing on opening day. No, like none of this Australia opener or Japan opener. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um you got the White Sox are at 3.15, Cubs that play at 11.30 a.m. versus the Marlins. Cubs have a very easy schedule to start off, so I can see them just like coming out hot and just uh, having a pretty good early lead in the in this division. Yeah, well, you got, you got a nice matchup with the Brewers uh, this third series of the uh, year. But, uh, yeah, the White Sox don't expect much, you know, uh, win some games. I'm just hoping our young players look good. So that's that's what I'm excited. I'm excited because last year we didn't have the young players to watch in the beginning of the year. It was a bunch of old dudes. Now we get to watch a full year of Yoan Mancata, Reynaldo Lopez, Lucas Giolito, who looks like a stud. I may add, you know, you the, all add. these guys are pitching. So. Over or under 70 and a half wins? For the, for the White Sox, I'm going over. For sure. over? I think we have too much talent, even like with Jose Abreu, uh, obviously Garcia and Miguel Gonzalez in the rotation. I know James Shields sucks, but we just have too much. I mean, 70 wins is, is pitiful. I just think we're going to win too many games. Even though it would be nice to get a high draft pick, I just think we're going to win way too many games. What, to is, do. what are you estimating? What's the win total? Uh, I'm going to go 75. 75. That's like way that's too many games? Huh? <laughs> That's just like five games over. I know, but I mean, in baseball, that's a big deal. Because then, if I what am I going to do? Eighty-one? I don't think we're going to go five hundred. I think we're going to be under five hundred. But seventy just—it's it's going to be tough when all like all your stud pitching is still a year away. You still have okay. you still have big games, James, as your current ace. And yeah, I think Giolito's the ace, but you know, you know, we'll see. It's going to be brutal. But uh, I think it's going to be more, way more fun to watch. Like, two years ago was the most brutal White Sox season ever. We started off and people were comparing us to calling us the best team in the league. Remember that? We were like, one of the, it was like the Cubs and the Sox are the best teams in the league right now. And then we ended up, like, just falling apart. And that was when we ended, decided to trade Chris Sale and Adam Eaton. And that season was just miserable. Uh, and then last season, we had a little bit of hope. But it was also the whole first half of it was miserable because there's just a bunch of old dudes out there trying, you know, and we're hoping they lose. 
So uh, now we got some hope, and we have a reason to root for winning. So. Yeah, I have. I mean, I've been there. I I went through the, the whole Cubs rebuild. I've seen Reed Johnson get 140 starts a year. Tony Campana had like 140 starts. Yeah, but Those, I mean, if the White Sox do like a little ro- like what the Roy or not the Royals, the uh, Twins did last year, or the Brewers. Where everyone saw that they were rebuilding, but and all of a sudden they just make a little noise, and all of a sudden they're a wild card contender. I could see the White Sox easily being that team, the same doing the same thing. It, it, you just need a few hits on your young guys to have their seasons this year. So, well, you know, I'm not expecting it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we end up being the next Twins. So. The next twins. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the twins were more were more matured. Like some of us. I mean, they had a lot of real young guys performing for them, and sometimes young guys just put it together. It was it was lucky, but a lot of teams get lucky. I mean, the Cubs got lucky because everyone put it together. Very lucky. Know. Very so. very lucky. Um, well, in in some very sad Cub news, uh, for big Cub fans, they're gonna recognize the name. I can't. I, I can never say his first name right. Munanori Kawasaki, um, uh, fan yes. favorite, karaoke guru, uh, just Japanese weirdo, has retired <laughs> from Major League Baseball. So, if you are currently, yeah, if, you, if you are currently near a liquid, pour one out for the homie. Um, <laughs> thank you for all the weird, quirky videos, Mr. Kawasaki. You are terrible at singing, and you are hilarious. I just I just poured out some water on my floor. <laughs> we'll clean that up later. Yeah, yeah. I'll get my I'll get my cleaning lady to do that. But yeah. no big big season for the Cubs here. I think um, yeah, got the Cubs. I mean, they're at, what, what's their over under? Ninety three. Three. I know you're taking the over. Pounding the over. I definitely it seems it seems because ninety three is a lot of wins. I think people are underestimating this team for like I mean, saying and like everything I read. Like I've, almost everybody has them going back to the CS, and I I think this team is so fucking good. I mean, I I don't see why they're that much better than last year. Or, or when you compare them to the team that won the World Series, like I don't know that they compare favorably to that team. I think it's, I think it's just rest. They didn't have the month and a half like media craze that came fire. that came with winning the World Series for the Cubs. They were on everything. Like you didn't see the Astros going on um, SNL singing their song. You know what I mean? The yeah. Cubs, the Cubs they, were everywhere, they, and like any any national news, every talk show, every commercial, everything. I know. I couldn't watch TV for like a like a couple yeah. months. And so. and that's just like a straight party. And it's just there's there's no rest. You can't do your off season program like you normally do. And I think like since they had a full off season of actually getting back to business, like regulating their diet, all that, all that sort of stuff. And without yeah. having any uh, distraction, this team is significantly better than last year. Well, last year, okay. that's it, I don't know that it's it, just that rest could be the thing that, you know, the whole World Series hangover theory. If that's a thing, then the Cubs should have a much better year. But when you're comparing them to the 20, let's just compare them to the 2016 Cubs, you know, that rotation is not as good. Probably because you had Jake Arrieta, who was one of the best pitchers of all time for the set whole second half of that year. He was literally 
one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Maybe, like, top five performances that second half of the year. There's no way you Darvish can, I don't, I mean, he maybe somehow he puts together the best half he ever has, but that's unlikely. Lester's two years older and coming off a uh, over four ERA season. You got, you got uh, maybe, you know, Kyle Hendricks, that was his breakout year. You know, that was his almost Cy Young year. If he has, you know, I'm just saying, when it, I don't know that the Cubs are ever are going to be the team like they were in 2016, whereas, like, if they don't, they are the World Series winners, you know? Well, Jake, like, Jake Arrieta's year was 2015. 2015. So 2016, wow. he wasn't he wasn't as good. He was he was he was uh, like a three war guy, I think. Um, yeah. Lester and Hendricks both had had really good seasons, but after that, it was it was Lackey and Jason Hamill. So I think this rotation is better with Jose Quintana being a four. Jose Quintana is a one on like ten or eleven different teams. Yeah, I, I, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of bad teams, but you see, you'd definitely be the one on a lot. But yeah, he, yeah and he's a stud. But um. Or no, see, yeah, 2015. 2015, yeah. Jake Arrieta won the Cy Young. 2016, John Lester got second. Uh, Kyle Hendricks got third in voting. Okay, so, exactly. So you guys had those two, and I don't see those two being Cy Young. I think Lester's probably going to be a high threes ERA guy. Solid innings. The thing is, I mean, they don't have to be Cy Young guys. But you guys also, I'm just, the other, I mean, yes, I just don't think the rotation is quite where it was. Maybe it's it's good. It's still one of the best in the league, but what made you win was having the best in the league by far. And your bullpen is completely different without a traditional closer. So, you know, you, know, you don't have that Aroldis Chapman, uh, Wade Davis this year. Well, the, the Chapman deal was a, was a uh, trade midseason, so we can get one of those. Could happen. Could. We'll see. Wade Davis was a risk that turned out perfect. Uh, Solaire, see ya, buddy. Like you are, you are bad at baseball. Yeah, he's he's never gonna be anything. That was a good trade. But I like the signings of like Brandon Morrow, Steve Chiswick. There's the bullpen is weaker than last year. You have to admit that. I mean, I don't know. There's like three or four guys with actual closing experience, which mentally is huge, especially when it comes but, down to like but September. Who's closed for a whole season? I don't huh? think anyone's had thirty saves in a year. What'd you say? Nobody's had thirty saves in a year on the yeah, Cubs. You know? Yeah, but they all have like closing ex- experience. I think I, I think Steve Chiswick was, a, was an all-star down in Miami. Having a lockdown closer is huge for a playoff run. You know, I think the Cubs are probably going to end up having to trade for one. So how many how many lockdown closers are are in the MLB anymore? There's like four. I mean, the, it seems that all the playoff teams have one. You know. The Indians are gonna have Indians have their lockdown bullpen. The Yankees got their lockdown bullpen. Uh, the Red Sox have a lockdown bullpen. Uh, the Dodgers have a lockdown bullpen. You know, Dodgers I think, lost like three the three guys from their bullpen last year. I truly think that if the Cubs make a trade to get a, a lockdown closer, then they're probably you know it's one of the best team in the league right there. Right. Brandon Morrow can just come out and just be a pretty damn good closer, and then all of a sudden that bullpen's looking pretty good. Yeah, he could he could be, and it's looking it's looking decent. It's just it, you know that's that's something that the Cubs have to address for sure. And I'm still not sold on uh, Kyle Schwarber. Oh, uh, I being think a I think Schwarber's going to come and have a nice like 25, 30 home run year, bat like two seventy. Two seventy. Javi Baez is 
is, is getting way more plate appearances this year, and I love me some Javi. Wilson Contreras is just is just one year more into his prime. Everyone's still like 27. Yeah, I, I understand that they could get better, but uh, they could also stay the same. And then Kyle Schwarber. Well, they could also get worse, and they could do anything, I guess, if you use that. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying, why do we have to assume they all get better? I mean, Kyle because Schwarber, I am predicting that they're going to be good. Kyle Schwarber clearly took a step back last year. I mean, I don't. I'm not just going to hand him being better, being a beast because last year he showed me that. I guess he's bigger, faster, and stronger now. I don't know that he's stronger. He's or bigger. He's just fa- he's faster. He looks thinner. Let's see him actually do something. You know, I mean, he had two twenty or two eleven last year. That's yeah, really... but I'm just saying you can use that argument for anything. You can say he could be good or, or he could be bad. I can't use the argument that he hit two eleven on anybody in the MLB besides Schwarber because that's not an MLB average. So I know, but like every like every all right, whatever. I'll just move on. <laughs> I'm just saying the guy who hit two eleven is not exactly a guy I want to you know center my lineup around. Well, that's the thing. He's like him. our seven hitter. Yeah, he's, that's that's good. I, but people talk about him like he's going to be a superstar. He yeah, hasn't he, done anything. Yeah, but the whole thing is like people talk about him having superstar potential, and he's our seven hitter. That's the whole point of this team is that everyone could be really good, but the people who are like the cornerstones are like good. solid enough to be to be cornerstones. Every, like there's just crazy potential on our six, seven, eight guys. Crazy yeah, potential I mean, on, like, your lineup's not as, in my opinion, is not as good as the Yankees or the Red Sox. You have three good hitters. You have Schwarber, or not Schwarber. You got uh, Rizzo, Bryant, and then Contreras should be a really good hitter. Let's see him do it for a whole year. So that's still a minor question mark. And that's, you know, the rest are all big question marks hitting-wise. So how many wins do you think the Cubs have this year? Uh, I, I think 93 is probably fair. I'd say low 90s to 90, 90 okay. to mid-90s. All right. Then what's your, what is your World Series matchup? A World Series matchup. Um, I'm going to go with the Yankees versus uh, probably go Cubs because the NL doesn't didn't get any better is the problem. The NL seemed to have gotten worse, and the Yankees just loaded up. So and I'll, I'll probably pick the Yankees to win. That lineup's too scary. Lineup's nuts. It's, it's ridiculous. It's cheating. Well, and, and they could easily go make some trades, too, because they still have a few prospects in that uh, system. They could go add anything to their, whatever they need. So, right. and that's, I hope it's a Yankees-Red uh, Sox matchup in the ALCS. Who are your, who's your pick? I genuinely think it's Cubs-Red Sox, and, and uh, Cubs win that. I am predicting a Cubs World Series this year. I'm assuming you predicted one last year, too. I did not, actually. I I definitely... Because last year, I saw how much they were, they were um, in the news compared to, like, previous World Series winners. And I do genuinely believe in, in World Series hangovers. It's crazy now how good, ever, how good every other team is that uh, contends that if you have just, like, one month off in the offseason, you are so far behind. Yeah, that's, that's fair. So you think the Cubs are going to make a big... Big bounce back, even though they were really good last year. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, they were like under five hundred at the at the All Star break last year, and they still made a run. I think with a good early start this year, um, I would say the main the the only reason that they don't reach like ninety eight nine nine wins is that they're going to rest a lot of players like 
um, the Dodgers did last year. The Dodgers had so many DL days that anytime there was like Clayton Kershaw was tight, they knew that they were yeah, that well, The Dodgers were like the best team in the history of baseball last year for the first, uh, like, remember they, they were yeah. just like, I think they were like 30 games up, and that's why they were arresting people. I don't know that the Cubs are going to be 30 games up on like the Brewers. I didn't say they were going to. I just said that, um, I don't think the Brewers are going to be as good as, as people think. They don't have the pitching. Yeah. The Cubs are going to have a comfortable lead to start the year, and then if, if they need to, they can rest the people like a Lester, like a U Darvish, who are in their mid-30s, and make sure that, that they don't have to throw 200 innings this year. Yeah, you'd hope so, that they get, they get that. But uh, it, it's hard to you know be real comfortable if, if you're only up by – you know, let's say eight games instead of where the Dodgers were up by 30. So they had the comfortable, like, they, they were so out of front. They were resting guys. And that might have been their downfall and why they didn't win a World Series because they weren't super hot going into the playoffs, you know, which is really all that matters in baseball. You just got to get hot to those playoffs. I mean, I, I think they just didn't win the World Series because the Astros were just better. Because if, if a team's not hot, they're not going to reach the World Series. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean true. Yeah, but you can be in a like a certain mode. I mean, baseball is like the biggest sport, and where you can be hot or cold. You know, teams get cold, guys go in slumps at the wrong times, and uh, that's why baseball playoffs. It's it's never like a given. You know, like in basketball where you got LeBron playing. Like a one seed playing an eight seed, you're like, well, this is not in baseball. You're you're worried a little bit because things can, things go be haywire. Because like yet again, um, Sports Why Illustrated, Sports Illustrated picked the Nationals like the third time in like six years to win the uh, World Series. I don't think they've they've even made a uh, NLCS, have they? No, I'm not, I'm not picking the Nationals to win anything. I cannot pick them to win. Um, I just can't pick them to win a, a World Series when they have had no playoff uh, success. They have an incredibly scary rotation, and they have Bryce Harper in a great lineup. But man, you got to show me something. It's going to be cool to actually see Adam Eaton play on that on that team this year. He is really oh, good. Oh yeah, that sucks so bad when he got injured. I felt so bad. Plus, so. it's it's going to be uh, pretty uh, motivating to win on, on Bryce Harper's uh, farewell tour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, is right. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that contract. I'm very interested, especially now, because nobody wanted, nobody felt like giving out those long-term deals this year. I mean, are, are people going to give Bryce Harper his 10-year contract? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you There think. were no 26, 27-year-old faces of baseball as a, a free agent this year. It was like J.D. Martinez was, what, like 31? True. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Bryce Harper is a generational talent. I think I think minimum, Harper gets eight years, and that is minimum. The only reason I would even hesitate to give him uh, a 10-year is because of his injury history. He has had some issues. You know, even when he was in high school, I think he uh, missed a full season, so... He's, he, he's had issues. According to Fangraphs, his... I would be, you know, if that's the number one guy I would sign, you know, I would sign Mike Trout and then I would sign Bryce Harper. So, so the number two guy? Number two guy, yes. But Mike Trout doesn't really count because he is a robot, and that's not fair. 
According to Fangraphs, I was looking it up, and they are estimating Bryce Harper to get a 10-year, $700 million contract based on his that, stats. Okay, that's not going to happen. But well, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not predicting or predicting like what's going to happen. It's yeah, it's calculating yeah. what he's worth. He's worth a yeah. seven hundred million dollar contract. I think that's fair, but you know, I, I'm excited to see. I think he'll, I think if he's getting a ten year, it'll be three hundred and some mil. You know, thirty a year, which is just crazy. I will take a, if if the Cubs can do a ten year thirty mil, I will do that in a heartbeat. I definitely think he's he want, He said he wants five. Five. He wants a ten-year, five hundred million dollar contract. Okay, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's so much money. Fifty million on uh, top of uh, someone's payroll is just really tough. What is the MLB payroll at? I mean, let's look at the MLB payroll this I think, year. I think the Brewers last year spent like forty-three. I've, I have no idea what they spent, but it was it's it's less than one Bryce well, Harper. Yeah. Well, right now, yes, the. Uh, or going into next year, they have the A's at sixty-seven million as that. for their whole team. Uh, and just so you know, the second lowest is the White Sox at seventy-one million. That's rewarding. Also, have nineteen million dollars coming off the books because of James Shields and Jose Urias or uh, uh, Soria, Joaquin Soria. Sorry, uh, coming off the books next year. So the White Sox are going to have a lot of money to spend, but. Let's just look at the Cubs, who are spending 180 million this year uh, on contracts. So add 50 to that, it gives them 230 million, which is exactly what the Red Sox are paying. So it's not crazy. It's not. Uh, it's not crazy. No. When you put it like that, it seems much more realistic. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, it would just hinder them from doing other things. So, and actually, if you look at it next year, in 2019, the Cubs' uh, guaranteed payroll is $149 million. Yeah. Same as the Red Sox, though, which mm-hmm. is the problem. <laughs> you know, they're the, sec- the Cubs are, have the second most money tied up for next year. Well, all the teams who win consistently win for a reason, and that's because they all have GMs that have been working on this uh, Bryce Harper offseason behind the scenes for like three or four years. I definitely think that there's going to be plenty of room for Bryce Harper on every big team. Yeah. I except think, yeah, except no, maybe the Yankees now. I'm looking at it right now, and yeah, everyone's at a, the highest are at 150 with the Red Sox and the Cubs when they can afford $200 million easily. Yeah, so it's not, everyone, it's not a coincidence. Everyone is set up to sign Harper, which is, which is funny. But uh, if, if you look at the White Sox, fun fact, they're at $40 million for 2019. Um I would say we're a middle of the pack team in terms of how much we can spend. We've always spent near in the top ten usually because Kenny was crazy. I'd say if you just put us at the league average, which is 138 million, that means we have a hundred million dollars in contracts to give out next season. I would be rubbing my penis to Manny Machado if I were you. Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Like, or any, I don't. Everybody, we could we could sign Harper and Machado if something crazy happened. You know, like we could afford it. I'm not saying it would ever. Why would they do that? But if we could afford Machado and Harper, even if Machado signed a eight year uh, at like twenty eight to thirty million a year, we could also give out the fifty to Harper. <laughs> god, can you imagine? If you just all of a sudden go from that, go, like go from nothing, to go from a three-four in Harper Machado tossing 
Moncada and all these other young studs coming up. Yeah, and if Brayus, you know, would only be like what thirty six, so he could probably still slug a little bit. That'd be just absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah. So that um, next next uh, next year's offseason is going to be crazy. But I already ordered my Bryce Harper jersey, so I'm very excited for it to come in. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be sad to see him leave Washington, but you are you are welcome. But that does bring us to my hot take city, my my hot scoop. That I created. It's not even like a scoop. And my bold prediction for the season is that Addison Russell will be um, the blue chip item in a bundle trade to get Jason Hayward out of town. Ooh. That's why he's getting traded, to get rid of Hayward? Yes. I think... That would definitely, you know, (laughs) make room for Harper. If you are like the Rays, and we give you Addison Russell, who has like four years left... Jason Hayward, who has, like, four years left. And then, like, Victor Carantini, who's our uh, backup catcher, who's still just, like, a pretty solid prospect. He can come up, hit some, hit, like, 250 or something like that. Yeah. And then we eat half of Hayward's contract this year. Or even just eat eat the whole thing this year. Trade it, trade it for uh, Chris Archer. The, mm-hmm. the Rays take over the whole contract next year. And then, boom, they have two solid pieces to build around. And we have probably the best uh, rotation in baseball. Hayward's contract is gone. Spot in right field. I think you should look for a closer in that in that trade instead of a starter. I don't think you guys need to look for another starter. Ooh, you should well, look for that. that but but Chris, Archer, Chris Archer is, is under uh, control for like three years. So, yeah, that, But nice. if we do sign Bryce Harper and we, and we use up all this money, we still have Quintana for like three more years, Archer for three more years, uh, Lester for like two more years. Darvish for five or six, whatever he signed. And <laughs> yeah, too many more years, but still. So uh, the rotation's still going to be there without needing the free agent money that we're going to give to Harper. See, I don't know that the Rays would be so quick to do that because they don't like spending money. And Hayward wouldn't help them win games. And it's not like it's a salary cap where they are have to spend a certain amount of money. They like teams in Florida – clearly just love to not have to, their owners love to not pay players. You know, they like their payroll to be under $100 million, and Hayward's making 20 So I think, I, I like your hot take. I just think maybe a better trade partner, like a uh, maybe a team with a little bigger market, because the Florida teams are just broke right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the MLB um, filed uh, what's it called incompetence? It was, it was something like that against the yeah. against those four teams, and the rumor sphere on Twitter says that they are going to have to raise their um, payroll in in order to not get fined. So it's yeah. like it's according to the. Uh, uh, Why aren't the White Sox in that report? I guess probably because, because we spent so much stupid yeah, money in yeah, the because, past. They're like they've ah. been spending it forever, um, <laughs> because. I think it's the White Sox actually have like a uh, direction when I don't I don't know a single race prospect. I don't I don't think they even have one. No, and same with the uh the Marlins. Like what are they doing? You know, it was, they they're it just was like money. There, there was four teams. It was the A's, the Marlins, the Rays and the Pirates all got um warned. So according to the reports that I've seen online, it's like a use it or lose it t- uh, type of thing. Like you're going to get fined millions of dollars you might as well spend that on players yeah that makes sense and, that, and <laughs> I mean, that's why they i thought sh- of the you, you got to make baseball more exciting yes 
You know, there's no reason to tank in baseball. There's no reason to tank. I mean, it's fun to get high draft picks, but it doesn't matter what where you're drafting in, nearly as much in baseball compared to football and basketball. Because Mike Trout was taken 21st overall, you know? So these things don't matter. There's but plenty there's of... very few guys who are sure things. There are plenty of busts in, like, the top yeah. ten all the time, every single year. The only two guys that were, like, you had to be the number one pick were Steven Strasburg and Bryce Harper. Those two were, like, everyone was hyped about them, and the Nationals got the number one pick two years in a row, and these guys are studs. I mean, and everyone was right. So there's there's very rarely that guy, though. Correct. Uh, and I don't, I don't think there's one coming up in the uh, near future anyway, but... All, yeah. that, all that being said, we are pretty pumped for baseball season. Um, pretty pumped for a year from now when Bryce signs with the Cubs. Him and his dog, who which is named Wrigley, are going to come home. Um, he can hang out with his best friend, Chris Bryant, all he wants. He can literally spit on my face if he ever feels the need to. I will drive to Chicago. I will be on retainer to be the face that he wants to spit on. But what's the plan if you can't get rid of Hayward? How, do you sign him anyway? And then what do you do? Do you move Hayward to set? What What do you do if you sign him and you and you really can't get rid of that Hayward contract? I would assume you just trade. I mean, I I really don't know. I'm not I'm not Theo. I'm not Jed. These guys are much smarter. They are they have they have, they have a, a super superhuman uh, intellect, and I I think I think the only way to get rid of it is to is to bundle them. You have to bundle them with. These players, and we are pretty like we have a nice little stockpile out in the outfield. So I think if the Russell deal wouldn't work, maybe do the Kyle deal, Kyle Schwarber, maybe toss yeah. in Ian Happ or um, uh, Albert Almora. I yeah, think that could be an off-season trade because if you do all that, then you're really uh, hampering your chances at a World Series this year. You know, I don't see them making. Oh yeah, I don't. No, I, them... I definitely think this is all in in the off-season if they can't. Um, do like a uh, Russell deal now. And that's why when I was doing the Russell deal that they got, they got uh, Chris Archer. So it was like, uh, you're still getting value right now. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But uh, it, it still leave the Cubs with a hole. They would just give them five really good starters. And then which you do, in the playoffs, you technically don't even need five really good starters. And then you got a hole um, in right field, even though Hayward's not that good. You put... Um, you put Baez at short, put Ian Happ at second. Or, I mean, you just have, like, the Ian Happ, Ben Zobrist, uh, Tommy LaStella. How, how does uh, Joe Madden get cute with that at all? You know, he loves his depth. Well, Joe Madden loves those, depth. All, all three of those players can play, like, five positions. Baez can still play anywhere in the infield. But he you need play. him at short. Hmm? You need him at short, then. Yeah. He well, has to be a shortstop. Well, yeah, but there's, there's plenty of... Plenty of ways that he can uh, get cute with it because there's still all these guys who can play like six positions. And he's still going to force uh, Zobrist to play a lot, so and he can play everything. Yeah, one last year with Zobrist, get him off the contract in uh, two years or off the books, and the Cubs win like seven or eight World Series in a row. <laughs> in, a, in a row, wow. I mean, it's it's pretty exciting stuff. I know, but I mean, I don't I don't want you to uh, start shaking in your boots now. So, so wait, does so do you get Zobrist off the books this year or is it next year? Next year. Oh, so you got two more years of Zobrist. We have yeah, we have this season, next season, and then 
he's off the books. So uh, I was seeing some uh, predictions for the Harper deal, and it would be to uh, put a lot more money on his second year once Zobris leaves. I mean, yeah, you could you could work it. It doesn't really matter because there's no salary cap. You know, <laughs> they could give it. They could give him four hundred million right that day. You know, here you go. Here you go. Play. Please stay here for ten years. <laughs> yeah, please don't retire. Right as we hand you this check. Oh shit, guys! He did it. This fucking sucks. <laughs> we just lost four hundred million dollars. Man, but, uh, what, what a backfire! <laughs> yeah, there, there's not gonna there's not gonna be many guys who make it to the open market like Bryce Harper. So people are gonna. I, I agree that people are gonna throw a lot of money at him. Oh yeah, I think he's getting at like if I if I had to predict, I'd go like ten years, four twenty. I'd go under that. I'd probably go three three ninety. You know, I, I don't see, I don't know. I mean, what's the highest contract in baseball right now? Uh, Pujols, I think. Pujols, or no, Stanton. Eight years, 320, right? Oh, yeah, he signed a crazy one. I just played baseball players in baseball, but baseball perspectives. Yep, Giancarlo at 325. Oh, that's the biggest contract ever, and it was a 12-year, 325. So even per year, though. That's, you know, that's a big jump. That's 27 a year. So going, Harper wants 50. That's a huge jump. You know, that's a 50% jump from what the highest contract has ever been given out. Yeah. In but nobody has ever seen. 50. Like I said, Bryce Harper is the face of baseball at 27 as a free agent. Come, like, and, and he has the years where he has like top five of all time wars. Yeah, I think he's getting a thirty-five million to thirty-five to forty, leaning towards forty. But still, I mean, that's that's still blowing Stanton out of the water. You know, like yeah. that's a ton of money. Right. So I, I don't, I don't know if I see him getting the, the fifty he wants. The Marlins weren't uh, competing with anybody when they when they gave that deal. True, true. It's gonna be a bloodbath. Well, it's gonna be a very exciting season, but we can just move on to a. A little uh, uh, competition, I guess. There was a uh, Disney and Pixar uh, bracket floating around the internet on Twitter.com, um, and and we're gonna talk about it. Damn it! I don't care. I don't care what you say. We have a 32 movie tournament here, where I don't know who the hell did this seating, but boy, is it not good. Yeah, I mean, they they have some. Yeah, this could have been done a lot better. It really caused arguments uh, for between people, between friends. It broke up marriages, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There were there were murders in uh, Orlando over this. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, you filled one out. You filled out the entire bracket on our Twitter at Backup Quarterback. Sure did. Backup Quarterback so, so. QB or Backup QB Blog. Backup QB Blog. That's where we are. Um, you have Lion King beating Coco in the championship. Now, do you think that you have a little bit of recency bias for Coco? Um, yes, 100%. But when I go back and I watch, right now, you know, they're hot. When I watch these old movies, I still love them because of the uh, nostalgia. But the actual movie itself is made for kids. And Coco is not written for kids. It's deep. It's like It's like really well written and it's like deeper than... Like Ratatouille. Ratatouille is okay, but Coco right. is so fucking like intricate, and it it's just it's just so planned. 
Ratatouille right, didn't, didn't even get a, didn't even get a bid to this tournament. So no. No, Ratatouille is in it. Is it? Yeah. Where they're playing a Bug's Life on the right. Oh, that's a blowout. That's yep. that's a weird. See, that's a weird matchup. I, I don't picked, know who's the favorite. I mean, who's the favorite in that matchup? Well, I picked a Bug's Life. How about that? Yeah, I would pick a Bug's Life too. I mean, Ratatouille is good. It's just not. This tournament is filled with just the best movies in the ever. You know. Yeah. Well, like we got a, we got a Mulan's Utopia matchup in the first round. First round, they have a Lion King Tarzan matchup. Yeah, Lion King Tarzan and somehow Ratatouille and Bugs Life matchup. Like that's that's dumb. Aladdin Hercules are two of my top four, like of my actual final four in yeah. the world. Are first round. Matchups. Nemo and Inside Out. Like what kind of first round matchup is that? That's like a that's a Elite Eight matchup, at least. Yeah, I think Cars is getting way too much love in this. Cars two as actually in this competition. It, that's that's it, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. How did that movie get a bid? Cars two is garbage. Yeah, um, does not deserve to be on here. Um, yeah, but I, I can see your Coco is in the championship. I, I I loved Coco. I mean, it's it's got a really tough matchup in the second round though. Toy Story three, both of those movies made me tear up. I mean, they're just. They're both tearjerkers. I mean, remember when they were dying? Yes. We thought they all died? Yeah. Oh, my God. Toy Story 3 is just a banger. Like, this seating is all messed up, so. The thing That's... is, with Toy Story 3, it's it's incredibly sad because we were with these toys our whole lives. But then, at like, the end of the day, you walk away and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess they were toys. So, like, it would have sucked if they died. But Coco is so real and it's so family-oriented and, like, you can just relate the shit out of it. It's fucking awesome. So that's yeah, it, was, it was really good, and they had great music. Um, I mean, I'm not a, you know, it's so hard to argue because all these movies are so good. You know, that's what makes this tough. Um, what are some other uh, snubs? Uh, a lot of people are giving Monsters Inc. a lot of love. Dude, Monsters Inc. is is probably the most underrated Disney movie of all time. I don't know. I don't know that it's underrated now that I'm looking at all these tweets about this because a lot of people have Monsters Inc. in their championship, which I think is a little a little high. You know, like I, I think that matchup between Monsters Inc. and The Incredibles that's a close one. I love The Incredibles. Well, yeah, Monsters Inc. W- might have the hardest path to the championship. They have to beat Cars, which sucks, but it's 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 the best Cars movie. Um, yes. Either Incredibles. the The Incredibles or Wally. Wally's like good as shit too, then and then they have to beat Finding Nemo or Inside Out, and then they have to beat either Toy Story or Coco. Well, yeah, but Coco had to beat uh, both Toy Stories. Toy, the the two best Toy Stories, Coco had to beat Toy Story one and three. That's, true. That's a tough road. And then they had to play Finding Nemo. You know, and Finding Nemo is a classic. Yeah, Lion King has a, a round one matchup of Tarzan, which is probably yeah. the hardest. One matchup I can see on here, round one. But then they have a cakewalk. They have well, Frozen. A lot of people would argue. I, I could see Frozen being considered a tough matchup, but I, it's Lion King hands down. You're right. Lion King, I think, blows away Frozen. I do too, but I, I could see people arguing Moana and Frozen being a round one matchup is interesting. Who you you took Frozen? I took Frozen. I I think, I think really close. I think Moana is a little overrated. I think people shit like shit their pants over Moana. I liked it. Didn't fall in love with it. I love the music. I loved the rock. I just loved it. I watched Frozen five times in three days the first time I saw it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I was huge on Frozen. Love it. I think Elsa helped little boys go through puberty because she's one of the hottest cartoons ever. Mm-hmm. So that, shout out that, to all the uh, puberty. <laughs> Big fan of puberty. Puberty. Um, let's see. What are some other good matchups? Who do you think was? What do you think was the easiest uh, choice on the, on the whole bracket? Easiest choice? Well, Toy Story, I mean, Toy Story 3 versus The Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur is the most mediocre movie I've ever seen in my life. I liked it, but yeah, I would, I would put it as mediocre. I think, you know, it's right there with Ratatouille and Bugs Life, who somehow got a round Ooh. one matchup, may I point out. That's actually a good seating. Toy Story 3 would blow out The Good Dinosaur in round one. You know, I think I think you're selling a Bugs Life short. That movie is great. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I might be selling a Bugs Life a little short. Right last time you saw that movie because that movie is hilarious. It is full of adult humor. Oh, full I know. Uh, and ants, ants. Have you ever? When's the last time you watched ants? A long time they ago. Some, they have some really adult stuff in that movie. It's not in the tournament, but uh, well, yeah, it's it's not Disney. No, it's it's like um, pretty. Brothers, I think. It's pretty. Yeah, I, I forget. It came out just before Bugs Life because they like rushed it. But um, it, it's it's got some intense stuff, some gory stuff. You got guys losing arms. I think they say like shit like once, and they say ass like twice. Oh, a Bugs Life does not need that. A Bugs Life is way better than Ants. Team oh, Bugs Life. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that Ants is the most risque like kids movie out there if you watch you watch it again and you're like oh my god why do they keep like swearing <laughs> i don't i don't need my bugs to swear i, <laughs> I love ants it's, it's like the tougher bugs life i will take a soft bugs life over a <laughs> soft, hard, hard ass ants all day every day yeah. i think i i legitly would put a bugs life in like the six or seven overall for disney movies for me it's very very underrated I I, oh, I don't know how you because looking at this bracket, I mean you are you obviously have Lion King Coco ahead of it, you have Finding Nemo ahead of it, uh, you uh, probably Monsters Inc ahead of it, Hercules, you know like there's a lot of there's just so many good movies. I would put Lion King, Tarzan, Toy um, Stories, Aladdin, Hercules. Uh. I would put A Bug's Life over Incredibles. Uh, I would not. I love The Incredibles. How about uh, Frozen? I would put A Bug's Life over Frozen. Really? Well, I'm, I'm a big fan. A Bug's Life is great. You're a huge fan of Frozen. I am. I would, yeah, I'm, I'm saying Bug's Life is like 7, 8, or 9. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not, not there for me. I mean, I had to take Mulan and Zootopia over Bug's Life. And I love, I think people... Zootopia gets no love, but that's if, such a good movie. I think if Zootopia has music, yeah, they didn't. Have, it wasn't a musical. It just had like Shakira singing some pretty damn catchy songs, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't as good. Another oh, another um, low key amazing Disney movie, Big Hero Six. Yeah, I like that. It gets a little love in this. Uh, I mean, it's got a tough matchup with Tangled. A lot of people. Tangled is like literally, I know at least two people in the world where they think Tangled is the best animated movie they've ever seen. I, I have a friend who is a Disney princess on a Disney cruise who says Tangled is her favorite Disney movie. Oh, man. See, that, that's, that means a lot. That's saying something. That's, that's literally from the source itself. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I say to that, Peyton? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> big Hero, you have Big Hero Six being tanked. Big Hero Six is fucking. You talk about tearjerker. You ever see Big Hero Six? Oh, I've seen it many three times. I was crying my eyeballs out of my head the first time I saw that movie, and the second, third, fourth. <laughs> I cry every time. I mean, yeah. I'm a huge, I'm a huge crier, but this one, this is like I watched like somebody get murdered in real life. Cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a, oh, a, a cartoon died. No, I oh, it was terrible. It was awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't touched the up versus brave matchup. It just doesn't really excite me in any way. You know, like it's, either it's, way, it's you're losing sexy. the It's not a sexy matchup. Um, no, and you got to go against Toy Story, the original Toy Story, right after that. Yeah, so. if you honestly, if you if you take out the beginning of Up, nobody remembers that movie. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that, that was a, just such a beautiful thing, though, and so sad, and uh, I mean, you can't take that away, you know, you can't. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm saying the rest of the movie is, like, mediocre, um, slightly, uh, like, slightly above average. It's not anything memorable. Brave, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in Brave. It, Brave, Brave was pretty good. I, I would put Brave in the same realm as, like, well, in my opinion, Tangled, probably, and, like, I don't know. Probably Bugs Life is right around Brave and Tangled for me. Just good good movies that I'll watch anytime they're on, but uh, I'm not going to pick it if, if there's other options. If the all the of only thing I remember from Brave was that she had like triplet brothers who were, who were just kooky. Her mom turned, turned into a bear. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that happened. Her yeah, dad. that happened, and it fought her, da- her dad fought her mom as a bear, and it was crazy. I don't, I don't remember that fight at all. <laughs> well, that's that's what happens in Brave. Okay, okay. Um, I think of the entire, I think other than the uh, Toy Story three, Good Dinosaur, the Coco Cars two, Cars two is the worst movie on this list. By oh, a long yeah. shot. I didn't get a bid. It makes no sense. What didn't get a bid? Why didn't it get? Or why did it? I mean, that that just doesn't fit at all. I um, mean, Nightmare Before Christmas got a bid, which I I found interesting because it's uh. It just doesn't seem to fit with any of these other movies, but I, it's still better than Cars 2. Nightmare Before Christmas, I didn't see until two years ago. Great movie. It is a great movie. I can't oh. believe you didn't see that as a kid. It was oh, scary when I, I was a kid. I did not see any of that when I was a kid. Halloween movies were all Halloween Town. Christmas Christmas <laughs> movies were all Charlie Charlie Brown and um, uh, A Christmas Story. That's like all I watched. All I think of when I hear Halloween Town is that little girl going up to the, the big bad like warlock who's like killed people he's like she goes hey chocolate bar calabar yeah and she calls him chocolate bar oh fuck yeah and it, it was like the worst insult i've ever heard and, and she, everyone like looks and it's like oh she called him chocolate bar and it's the best scene in that movie do you think if we start a disney channel original movie bracket that will go viral uh maybe i mean i would <laughs> i'd be down to do that might as well, right? You know, yeah. Disney decoms. I mean, you got a luck of the Irish up there. That's going to be one of my favorites. Full I Miracle, Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff, Brink, Smart House, oh, Smart House. God, yeah, the decoms back in the day were awesome. Double teamed. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say the one about the two the twins who played basketball, the two girls. My date with the president's daughter. See, you're better with names. I, I just remember really awful plots. And that's how I remember the movies. Motocross. Stuck in the suburbs. Stuck in the suburbs. Xenon. 
Xenon the oh. sequel. See, I wasn't a big Xenon guy, but I feel like uh, uh, people would be real high on that. If, if we had a bracket. High School Musical, does that count? Yeah. That, that's yep. winning my bracket. I'm well, sorry. One and two are DCOMs, but the third one was out in theaters, so it was not oh, a Disney Channel movie. It was a Disney movie. Wow. Well, I can't believe that didn't make it on our bracket. If that made it on the bracket, I would jump off a building. That's that it's is better than Cars 2. That's true. A lot of things are better than Cars 2. Cars 2 is garbage. Camp Rock would be in that. Ooh, oh, my God. Camp Rock and Camp Rock 2. Oh, man. I, I forgot how good those are. Those are awesome. Jump in. Jump Just, in is really good. Um, Corbin Blue. It's a bracket to make. I mean, how many seeds would we even do? What was the spelling bee one? No, or... Was that DCOM? I don't think so. Aquila and the Bee? I don't, uh, I don't I'm know. I'm looking at every Disney DCOM released. Uh, the first one was in 1997. It was under wraps. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. And the first Halloween Town was the next year. Halloween Town is so fucking good. It was in 98. And then 99 was when Smart House, Xenon, Johnny Tsunami. Ooh, Johnny Tsunami. Forgot about those. Yeah, um, 2000, they just started pumping them out like oh, nothing. Give them to me. That's, that's I mean, I don't even know most of these. Up, up, and away? No. The Color, the color of Friendship? I'm I know, sure that. I know that one. that one. That one's a real tearjerker. Alley Cat Strike? That's a bowling one. <laughs> <laughs> that one is awful. The very end, there is a 7-10 split. And it's the most like like one of the pins was on like a stick, and you could it was yeah. it was the most clear thing you've ever heard like ever seen in your uh, life. But they like, could get someone just to throw it to hit a ten, seven ten split. I was like, oh shit, these guys are so good at bowling. Uh, we got Rip Girls. Rip, Rip Girls. I don't know what that is. Maybe. How about this one, Miracle in Lane Two? Ooh, that with Frankie Muniz. Is that another bowling one? No, that's about um. Oh, the boxcars. Yeah, yeah, it's like boxcars. I think Frankie Muniz is, like, disabled. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Stepsisters from Planet Weird. For some reason, I didn't watch that. Me either. Ready to Run. About know. a horse. Uh, Quince. Ooh, Quince was with the, uh, like, the five or six babies, right? Yes. Quince, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Other Me. I don't know. There's, like, a twin. Ooh, Model Behavior. Mom's got a date with a vampire. Oh, that one was amazing. That that was a good one. Whistle. That was was the whistle one, right? Yeah. Uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Holy shit! I loved that movie growing up. (laughs) That was the worst acting you've ever seen, but it scared the fuck out of me. I was so scared. I was like, holy shit! I go to I go to Megaplexes all the time, and then there's like this giant dinosaur on top of the uh, Megaplex that falls onto somebody, and like just just talking about it, I have goosebumps and my heart is racing. Um, so that's 2000 for, but then in 2001, they ranked it up. They got a Xenon sequel, Motocross. Motocross. Mm-hmm. Luck of the Irish. Mm-hmm. Beast. Um, there was that hounded one with the, the, about dogs. I remember that one. Uh, let's see. Jumping ship. I don't know that one. That sounds um, terrible. Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Obviously. Uh, Twas the Night, another, uh. Hang on. Christmas you know what one? I fucking hated it was the brother from Halloween Town. That guy needs to get his ass kicked. Yeah, no, he was a little bitch. He would always like snitch on her. He was such a fucking asshole. Like I trusted 
the oh, I can't remember the names. The two sisters, one older, one younger. They were badasses. Yeah, totally. Those those girls and the grandma and the mom were all awesome. The only guy in the family, huge bitch, huge pussy. Which you you can't blame him for being. He didn't have like a a, a man's uh, guidance growing up. He just had his badass sister and mom and grandma. Yeah. Uh, we got double teamed Cadet Kelly. Cadet Kelly, forgot about that one. That was a good one. Uh, gotta kick it up. Mm-hmm. With uh, America Ferrera. Yep, right on track about the girls who race. I, I don't remember that one. No. Oh, you don't. Uh, the Even Stevens movie came out. Ooh, that, that's pretty early. Well, 2003 is when the Even Stevens. And then the Cheetah Girls was in 2003 oh, I too. About the Cheetah Girls, those are decoms. Along with the Million Dollar Cookoff and Full Court Miracle. Big, big year, big year. Eddie's, Eddie's million dollar cookoff was one of the best ones because had baseball in it. I think that was like the only baseball one. Yeah. Um, the the 13th year where he becomes a mermaid. Oh, great one. Uh, just, I'll just name some ones that folks, I remember. I'm just, folks, I'm doing all of mine by memory because I was a loser uh, growing yeah. up and I watched a lot of TV. Uh, Stuck in the Suburbs, Halloween Time High, Z3. They started getting a little weak here. Ooh, Buffalo Dreams. I remember that one. I I do, but I never watched it. I was like, I, I, I loved it for some reason. No idea why. I was already indoors uh, watching TV. I didn't want to watch about like nature. It was shit. Do you remember Go Figure? Go Figure. I don't. About the ice skating girl, uh-uh. figure skater slash hot, but she wanted to be a hockey player. She played hockey. I do remember that actually. <laughs> that one I watched all the time. She had the really mean ice dance instructor. Uh, now you see it. The magic one. Love that one. With yes, those, that's those, one of the best ones. Allie, Allie from Allie and AJ. Uh, Allie one of the best. Uh, we got Twitches. Ooh. Another really good one. Uh, Twitches 2, not nearly as good. Then we got High School Musical, Cowbellas. Cowbells. Uh, <laughs> Cowbells. Um, Allie the, and AJ. Yep. Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. Ooh, there you go. That's Renaissance, a really good Renaissance one. Renaissance babe. I remember that like releasing on TV and me specifically not making my parents not come in my room while I watched that. So we're just jerking. That was in 2006. Totally. Oh, okay. Oh, um, you know, then we just got, then I was getting into the, the modern ones. Jump in, which is two minute men. Men. Holy shit. I love that movie. See, this is going to be a freaking 16 seated bracket. Camp rock. Uh, dad napped. Do you remember that one? No. <laughs> it had, um, what's her face from, uh, Hannah Montana? Haley, Al- Haley Osment? Yeah, Haley Osment, isn't it? Uh, Hatching Pete. Emily Osment. Not Emily, Emily Osment. yes, yes. Hatching Pete. Hatching Pete's a, a really, a really bad one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. I don't know why. This is like the time where we shouldn't have been watching uh, Disney <laughs> Channel and like everybody was watching MTV and like being really cool. And I would be like, yeah, totally. I watched that last night and I'd go home and watch Hatching Pete. Yeah, but <laughs> Princess Protection Program is out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's watching like the real world Road Rules Challenge and I'm watching. Uh, yeah, we, we got ratings in millions. I didn't see it to the side here. So we can see how successful these were. Um, for uh, comparison, Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie, got 11.4 million. Hatching Pete got 4 million. Didn't, didn't Alex win her wizard competition? I think so. I think, she I think her win. brother gave it to her. Yeah, like 
her older brother won it. Yeah, because Butch, and then he realized, like, well, I guess I can have a successful life, and my sister's kind of a fuck-up, so I better just let her be the witch. Yeah, but joke's on him, because she's hot as shit, so. Yeah, then she she dated, went on to date Justin Bieber, so. Um, then we got Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam, uh, Sweet Life, the movie, Lemonade Mouth. Lemonade Mouth is... We are big fans of Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> Lemonade Mouth is the number one overall seed. <laughs> oh, my, my love for that movie is... is like I can't I can't explain it I can't understand it I love it more than if you're wondering than, it came out in 2011. <laughs> I was a sophomore in high school <laughs> or a junior I don't know when it came out. Yeah. I was I had my license when this movie See, now, came out. Now they're pretty much all just from then on it was basically just uh, like TV movies like Good Luck Charlie or Phineas and Ferb. Oh, I love Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> I was a really big badass growing up. Yeah, real hard ass. Man, what a nice stroll down memory lane. That was that was nice. Yeah, we should make that bracket. All right, yeah. Um, at backup QB blog on Twitter, check it out. I might do it soon, or not. How about that? I don't I don't know what's gonna happen, but we will do a decom bracket where we will go viral. We will take over the Twitter sphere and. Uh, that was that was very enjoyable. Yeah, I had fun going through those. Well, uh, if you had to guess, what what uh, Disney decom made the most money on TV? High School Musical two. Yes, how, yes, that's correct. How did you get? That? <laughs> because, <laughs> what the fuck? because it was it was so anticipated. Yeah, I did not think your thought process would be like, oh, well, uh, well High School Musical is the best, and then High School Musical the, was the most popular, and. Um, High School Musical 2 came out like a few years after it and it was just build up and build up and build up and build up and everyone's like fuck the first one was awesome let's watch the yeah. second one when they work at a uh, country club and then it fucking sucked <laughs> it did suck <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very good I was, I was huge didn't capture the magic I was huge into the first one huge I would lock my door I would tell my family I was napping and I would fucking dance and sing as hard as I could and I would like I would, oh my god, I would like bounce my basketball around my room. I would say I, I was Troy Bolton, and I, I was in love with uh, Vanessa Ann Hudgens because that was back when she was Vanessa Ann Hudgens. And then her nudes came out, and it was like the greatest thing I've ever like. That was the first time I fell in love. Yeah, that. Was, <laughs> I can't believe she doesn't. I, I, she should know that. That will forever be in my spank bank. <laughs> Vanessa, I'm sorry if if you're listening, but that's yeah, sorry. also Jordan. I'm sorry that you're listening, and you have to hear me talk about that. <laughs> it's bank bank. Um, but yeah, I, but I'm very excited to uh, start making this bracket. You can go at again at backupqbblog. Go to backupquarterback.org. We will have it all all over the place. Like us on Facebook. Go to YouTube. Follow us on there. Watch the new Loyola uh, Man on the Street video. Uh, thank you for listening, um, everybody at 12 Ounce Sports Radio. We have merch. We have merchandise. Yeah, go get some. 12 Ounce Sports Radio online shop. We have uh, tank tops, shirts, phone cases, bags. We got it all, baby. Um, that that may do it for the Larry Zonka episode. Jake, final thought. <laughs> I uh, two things. I know Larry Zonka would be proud with how this episode ended. He would seem like he would be a big Disney decom guy. Big decom guy. 
And two, we didn't mention the best high school mu- musical movie of all, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Oh, I can't believe we, we missed out. Was that a DCOM yeah. or is that a, a straight-to-DVD movie? That was a DCOM, and I did not watch it. I've never seen it, so. God, I can't believe right. No desire. I would. You know what? I'll, get, I'll give it a watch. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> get back to us on that one. Well, thanks for joining us. Um... <laughs> That's all. Better sweet thing Could this be a dream Or just the same nightmare That keeps me awake Feel it in my brain Tall shot of pain Pour a little out now For the love that we made Feel it in the morning You're still here in the morning I see you but you're gone Tell the phone the doctor I'm not okay The bottom of the bottle To fill this empty heart up A thousand proof Don't change the truth I doubt it but I can't I can't I drowned it away When the sun comes up tomorrow You can find me doing the same Cause I just can't forget The way we turned out this bed And now the only thing that sleeps here Is a ghost of you instead And then I feel it in the morning uh, You're still here in the morning I see you but you're gone Telephone the doctor I'm not okay Bottom of the bottle Fill this empty heart up A thousand proof Don't change the truth I doubt it but Drink.